was a great experience. I'm kind of sad it's over. You know, I was just warming up. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the AO Show from Tennis Australia. I'm James Parkinson. Just 10 days to go until the 2019 Australian Open. On today's show, everything you need to know about the brand new extreme heat policy. We're going to be monitoring on court the four environmental parameters that really contribute to thermal stress. And we speak to the chef in charge of fueling the players at Melbourne Park. Food is my passion and I want everybody who ever coming for this experience Australian Open. Plus, we'll meet the man behind the iconic Australian Open trophies. But first, a little bit of tennis history was made this week when Serena Williams and Roger Federer faced off for the very first time in mixed doubles at the Hopman Cup. The two legends reflected on the experience post-match with Todd Woodbridge. Well, to have you both on the same court at the same time in a live match like that is something special, not just for everybody in the house, but for everybody around the world. Serena, what was that experience like for you? Well, it was a great experience. I'm kind of sad it's over. You know, I was just warming up. (laughs) I'm sure the folks here will let us come back out and play some more. No, it was it was so fun, and I, you know, this is like I said before, it's something that, as growing up and and watch, as we grew up together, really just watching and having an, an opportunity after all these years, we've actually never done this. So this is super cool that we get to do it at such a pinnacle point in both our careers. And for me, it was super cool. Like I've literally like wanted to take pictures and like, <laughs> want to bring my baby out. I'm like way too excited, um, but it was it was really fun. Roger, what stood out for you about coming up against Serena uh, in her game? Well, I was nervous returning because, <laughs> because you just don't know. People talk about her serve so much and I see why it is such a wonderful serve because you just can't read it. You don't see until I the very... I can't read yours either. Well, <laughs> we have the same qualities, you know, yeah. but yours is a bit better. But uh, no, it's true. But anyway, for me, it was a bit nerve-wracking too, to be honest, because all of a sudden you're serving, especially the last serve at 3-all, I'm like... I gotta win this point, but it's Serena Williams. I was telling myself, and I was telling myself, this is maybe what I've always wanted, maybe a, a, a big time moment like this. And I made the serve, but I actually totally missed the target. And thank you for missing the ball. But uh, it was a, it was a great, uh, great, great fun, and um, yeah, great champion. You see how focused and determined she is, and I love that about her. What a special moment, and uh, it was a big one too for Todd Woodbridge, who reflected on that interview. I knew it was going to be one of the most important interviews that I'll probably ever do um, because we're not going to get that opportunity again in that environment. So in my mind, I wanted to get from them talking their greatness, talking about what made them both great, but passing it to each other. And that's what we managed to do, which was brilliant. The other part was, in terms of pitches, it was going to be iconic. And in the pre-tournament, Serena had talked about wanting to get a selfie with him. She mentioned it again in the interview on court after a singles match. So it it was a no-brainer to try to get them out there to take a selfie together. And I think that vision, that particular shot, and then the moment as they turned around and walked off court together, embracing each other arm in arm, that'll be one of the iconic tennis photos for history. Well, for 2019, the Australian Open sees a brand new extreme heat policy being introduced. So I spoke to Carolyn Broderick to learn how it all works. I'm Carolyn Broderick, the Chief Medical Officer at Tennis Australia and the Australian Open. 
Now, we know Melbourne is known for its uh, extreme heat. Every year, that's always an issue. Players have to manage uh, themselves and how they adjust. This year, there's the new heat stress scale. What's that all about? And can you break it down for us and, and what's involved? It's important that we have a good evidence-based extreme heat policy in place. And so the new heat stress scale, I think, will be easy for players and fans and the media to understand in that it's a scale of one to five. It's a bit like a fire scale in a way and with specific recommendations at each stage of the scale. But the, the new things that have happened this year have been based on research that we've been doing for the past 12 to 18 months on what we need to have a tennis-specific heat policy. And the hallmarks of it really are on-site monitoring. So we're going to be monitoring on-court the four environmental parameters that really contribute to thermal stress. And that is air temperature, radiant heat, which is like the strength of the sun, wind speed and also humidity. They're the things that create heat stress. So we'll be measuring those on site for the first time. And the other thing that we're going to be incorporating into the heat stress scale is tennis specific parameters. So from our work with the University of Sydney, we have got data about the heat production in tennis players and also based on the clothes that they wear, how they can shed heat in certain environmental conditions. And these things will all be added in to produce a simple rating on the heat stress scale of between one and five and the recommendations will differ according to what the scale is but specifically when the heat stress scale reaches three or above there will be advice about using on-court cooling strategies right from the beginning of the match when it reaches four or above there will be the option of a 10 minute break between the second and third sets for women and between the third and fourth sets for men and also for juniors and wheelchair athletes there'll be a 15 minute break between the second and third sets. And then when the heat stress scale hits five, play will be suspended on the outside courts and the roofs will be closed on the indoor stadia. In the past, we've relied on the Bureau of Meteorology, which is best practice around the world at Melbourne Park. But what we're now doing is reflecting the actual environmental conditions on the court. What about the fans as well? The fans are out there sitting in the heat, you know, Mm -hmm. sitting still, watching games uh, in in these temperatures. Uh, What should they be doing to look after themselves while they're uh, taking the tennis in? That's a very important point because the not just the officials but the fans, it's very important for them to look after themselves in the heat too because heat stress can occur in the absence of exercise. Uh, so they should be making sure they're well hydrated. They should be standing in the shade wherever possible. They should be using misting fans. There's good evidence that misting fans are useful for reducing rises in core temperature and staying out of the heat of the sun where possible. Yep, hot weather is guaranteed at the Australian Open and uh, another way the players need to look after themselves is what they eat. Kelly Pollock spoke to head chef Asif Mamoun. My name is Asif Mamoun. I'm the executive chef for Australian Open. So I'm pretty much responsible for all the food in this present. For Australian Open, I take pretty much seven months to write menus. So I go through pretty much 57 different menus. And food is my passion and I want everybody who ever coming for this experience Australian Open. Have you had any special requests? I did have few and uh, this is the friendship or bonding with my players that I'm not going to mention in anybody's name. But yeah, lots of organic and uh, fresh produce, uh, low carb, low lactose, uh, gluten free, so they're all on the list. And what are the players asking for the most? Like what do they say their top five things that they request from you? Look, they eat very, very healthy. Fresh salmon, Australian salmon, it's 
always a famous one because everybody pretty much know. And uh, chicken, you know, it's all fresh and obviously it tastes great. So we are middle of summer, like fresh fruits for them. Uh, that's the main thing like they're looking for. Do they like the mangoes? They love the mango. I forgot to mention they love the coconut, which I introduced uh, last year. And uh, it's a bit silly, but like I think this is the top one request I'm getting from the players. But they all love the coconut water. What they love, I think the most is the variety and the option, because uh, Melbourne, you know, we are the food capital, and we extremely privileged that we have this multiculturalism and the world come to us is the destination. What does it feel like to be? I mean, you're a personal chef to these guys. Exactly, it's it's feel great. Like you know, yes, there's a lot of hard work, and uh, you man, like I'm, I have team of 300 chefs, so it's a lot of hard work for them as well. But end of the day, everybody's happy because this is the opportunity. Like you know, you're cooking for a lot of famous people, so this is a, I think, a good career achievement for all of us, especially for me. One of those jobs around the Oz Open that sometimes goes unnoticed is the production of the championship trophies. There's only one version of the originals, of course, but brand new replicas are made for every edition of the tournament, which are then given to the winning players to keep. And one man has been behind their creation for many years. My name's Terry County, and I'm a silversmith, and I make trophies for the Australian Open. How long have you been making the trophies for the Open here? Uh, I think the first one I made was 1974. Wow, so you've been you've been doing it a long time. Yeah, yeah. It was when they were playing at Kuyong in those days. It was only they were only smaller sized trophies. Now they've gone to full size trophies over the years. Yeah. Now you didn't make the original trophies, but you make all the replicas Repl- because the, yeah. the players get handed. Yeah, uh, every yeah. winner gets a gets yeah. a replica trophy, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. And the same with the doubles and mixed doubles and wheelchair and, yeah, yeah, so... So all the winners' trophies, there's a brand new replica that has to be made every year, is that correct? Yeah, they are, yeah. So how long does it take to make each trophy? To make a lot of them, I probably spend about three to four months of the year making trophies. So from start to finish, say one trophy, how many hours would you say is involved in that? It could be 100 hours in in the major trophies, yeah, but uh, the smaller ones... Doubles trophies take a little less, but uh, there's still a lot of work involved. I know that only the winners are allowed to touch the trophies with their bare hands. At what point in the production process of the trophies does that come into play and you go hands off and you have to wear gloves from then on? Well, that's up to Tennis Australia because when I deliver them, that's when that all kicks in then. Finished product, I hand it over and that's when the gloves kick in. What's the most rewarding part of just being involved in, in making these iconic pieces of silverware? Just the fact that what they're for, and it's probably my biggest contract that I've, I've ever had. I've made trophies for horse races and everything like that, but uh, tennis is, is the best thing I've, I've ever done. Yeah. Nothing compares to a Grand no, Slam, right? No, no, doesn't come near, yeah. And today you've been polishing all the trophies so they're ready to, to be yeah. photographed and presented and, and all those things. Yeah. Is that That's yeah. an annual tradition for yeah, you to come in and do, do that? We do that every year because the perpetuals sit in the, the cabinets and, you know, we clean them all up and make sure that they look presentable and uh, just check out all the other trophies that are around. So, yeah, so we do the whole lot. Yeah. When you've finally finished, you know, a trophy and, and it's about ready to, to be shipped off to, to Tennis Australia... What's that feeling like? 
when you can see a piece of artwork that's that's been done and it's finished and all those hours of labour um, have paid off and you've made something beautiful? Yeah, oh, it's an amazing feeling, really. And it's the same every year. It doesn't diminish that I've made it for so many years, but uh, it's just a great feeling when, when it's all done and we bring it down here and it's great. Yeah. Terry, thanks so much for your time today yeah. and uh, enjoy the Australian Open. Okay, will do. Thanks a lot. That's all for today's show, but we'll be back for another episode next week to continue the build-up to the 2019 Australian Open. See you then.